Small businesses are at the heart of the U.S. economy. Here at Nurture Small Business Podcast, we're dedicated to seeing our small business owners succeed. I am your host, Denise Kagan, president of DCA Virtual Business Support. If you like what you hear on today's podcast, please share it. You have my gratitude for doing so. Having a total online presence is crucial for small businesses to compete and win in their markets. Today's guest is going to share with us how she helps small businesses win by discovering their strengths and weaknesses online. Welcome to the show, Debbie Oster, co-founder of Entrepreneur's Edge. Hi, Denise. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited for this episode. Absolutely. I am delighted to talk to you. So you're like a master marketer. Tell me how you got into this space. Um, well, really, I, I started as an email marketer. And um, over the years, I just kind of moved from position to position. Um, you know, I held management positions, leadership roles, um, all in the marketing space. Um, I've kind of dabbled in every aspect of marketing over the years, uh, working with, you know, large corporations to, um, you know, smaller marketing agencies, um, working in the B2C and the B2B space. So tell me about some of the more unique companies you've worked with. It's okay. You don't have to say their names, but just the industries. <laughs> Great. Um, so I'd say some of the unique or kind of fun um, was one was a uh, a vodka startup, <laughs> which cool. was you know, different and had to learn that space and, um, you know, just really fun and kind of creative uh, brainstorming going on there. Um, And then I'd say some other unique ones were um, I worked with a wedding and event planner who was creating retreats for brides. And again, that was just a a fun and unique way to get creative and, um, you know, a little bit different than just your average day-to-day marketing. Very cool. Very cool. And so working with the event planner with the brights, that wasn't stressful. It, it doesn't translate the same as like wedding planners. <laughs> well, uh, truth be told, all marketing can be a little bit stressful <laughs> at times. So um, yeah, but it, I didn't have to directly, uh, you know, I wasn't face-to-face with the brides. <laughs> So it wasn't stressful in that aspect. No bridezilla stuff coming at you. Okay, perfect. On my end, anyhow. All right. So you have this really unique program that you shared with me. It is the Total Online Presence. Can you share a little bit more about that with me? Sure. So, um, you know, over the years, I've just realized how important your total online presence is or how how important it is to have a very cohesive, intact brand online. Um, it's basically, you know, the the online storefront for a small business. So, and I've seen for most of my past clients and existing clients, there was just this kind of disjointed, um, lots of really important elements missing, even when they thought that they had them covered. They thought, you know, well, I've got a website and I've got SEO. And, and that's the extent of what most people think, you know, constitutes an online presence. But that's not really the case, especially not in today's like super competitive and highly saturated digital landscape. So tell me about some of the things that they were missing. Um, so for instance, a Google business profile, an optimized Google business profile is crucial to small businesses, especially if they do have a local, um, you know, brick and mortar storefront, 
Um, and, or if they're just, you know, servicing their local community or area, having that, you know, it's, it's free to start and two, you know, it's one of Google's products. And so, you know, it, it just can be, um, optimized to your advantage. And it's very significant when it comes to, you know, the elements that go into the online presence. So that's just one example, but there's, there's more if you want to hear. <laughs> sure. Give me as my, you know, don't give away your secret sauce, but definitely, you know, kind of clue our, our listeners into what they could be missing and how they can benefit from your program. Sure. Um, you know, another big thing is just, you know, reputation management, online reviews. Um, we hear it, you know, people say they're like, well, I'll get reviews, but they don't really understand the importance of it. And it's for multiple reasons. It's one, it's social proof. You know, the first thing that people do when they hear about a business typically is go look them up online. They look for their website. They look for them on uh, social media. And if they don't see any reviews or social proof that this is a legitimate business, that the service or product is, um, you know, well-received, then they're very likely to go on to your competitors or find another solution for the problem they're trying to solve. Um, and, you know, with that also, it's there's an SEO factor to online, uh, you know, reviews. So it's an opportunity for keywords to be used. So it's, a, it's an opportunity for search engine optimization. Um, but yeah, I would say that's a really big one that I, so many business owners are kind of dropping the ball on it because they just don't understand the importance of it. Absolutely. Um, so quick question on reviews. This was actually a topic of conversation this morning. Um, so apparently my Google reviews are a little bit old. The most recent one was maybe five months ago. We have reviews in probably four different places, five if you were to count Facebook. Uh, and they're not it's not the same person posting in all of those places. So we use Trustpilot. So we use, you know, third parties. We use Trustpilot. We use Clutch. Clutch actually will provide, you know, the the interview with people. So it's totally third party generated with um, validation. Um, and then LinkedIn on occasion and then Google. Okay. So I, th- I think the three main ones are Trustpilot, Clutch, and, and Google. How do you feel about, for me, it felt like I needed to give people an opportunity to post where they felt most comfortable. But how do you feel about it as a marketer? I mean, is does does that like shooting buckshot? No, I, I think you're right in going about it, you know, organically, letting people uh, leave you a review where they feel most comfortable or on the platform that they're used to using, you know, more, more frequently. Um, but with the caveat of, again, Google, like they want you to use their products. They're the biggest search engine. Um, So I always prioritize Google reviews when I'm asking for reviews for my own business and or when I'm advising my clients. Definitely push Google first and foremost. But in the event that the client, you know, doesn't have a Gmail account, it doesn't want to start one, um, send them to Facebook, you know, send them to LinkedIn, send them any clutch, wherever else, you know, you have a review or an online visible profile that reviews can be left, send them there. But yeah, I would say Google for sure is super important. So is it implicit that if I if I left a review for your company on Google, that you then can share that on your website? I think so. Um, I don't, I can't imagine somebody having an issue with that. Um, but what you're, you're, better off using like plugins or those widgets that like allow you to automatically pull them in um, because then you're not 
duplicating the content by just, you know, copy and pasting it onto your website. Um, you're doing it in the way that it's supposed to be done. Um, but like, certainly when I get new Google reviews, you know, I'll create, uh, you know, a graphic with that review and post it on social media. And that's a, a fine way of doing it, you know? Okay. Okay. And so the widgets also add to the SEO of the website, correct? Yes. Yeah. Okay, cool. That's, that's kind of where I was going. It's like, if if you, I, I think where I was going with that is like some people who are the DIYers, a lot of times they'll post the image of it. And unless they're adding alt text, it doesn't really add to the SEO whatsoever. It looks right. pretty, but it just doesn't add to it. <laughs> right. Right. So what they're doing is, you know, they're helping with their social proof, their credibility, their trustworthiness, but they're missing that SEO aspect. You're exactly right. So this is what you do. You check the whole thing and make sure that point A is working with B and C. So it's like a true water wheel coming around versus like, hey, I've got this spike here and spike here. That's exactly right. Yep. And, you know, I have specific images I typically try to use when I'm trying to um, explain the importance of a total online presence and all of the elements that go into it. And the reason that I call it the total online presence is because there are so many elements that go into it. And if you're missing specific ones, even if you have really important ones in place, you're really just missing out on opportunities and it's not working. It's like the, um, the holes or the holes greater than some of the parts. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? That's saying it's just, it makes it so much more impactful when you have all of the components in place and optimized. Oh, you, you don't have to sell me on that. I understand. <laughs> all right. So your total online presence program, is it like a self-paced learning course? Is it a group program or is it one-on-one coaching? What is it? Um, so what it is, is I, you know, I meet with my clients and they um, basically tell me what their business goals are. I ask them a bunch of questions about their online presence as is, you know, who their target audience is, uh, what they're trying to accomplish, who they're trying to attract. Um, and then from there, I go and do this, what I call is like a nine point, um, you know, checklist audit that analyzes all of the various major components of an online presence. And then from there, I, you know, talk with them about each individual component, how they, you know, work into the grand scheme of things and how they can create or what type of strategies they can use in order to optimize each of those nine points um, to, to create a, a total online presence that's like super powerful and intact. Okay. So this is a work with you, you side by side with the business owner one-on-one pretty much. It's a let's connect. And then I go do a bunch of work and then I come back and okay. I explain my findings and the importance of them and then provide the top priority recommendations for the client to get their total online presence, um, you know, perfected. So a little bit more of like an assessment. Correct. Yep. Ah, okay. Okay. That makes sense because my next question was going to be, you know, some of the business owners we talked to, they're so busy. They're like, nope, don't want another thing. So this is for them. This is for the ones who are like, I don't have time. I just need to, someone to figure it out. Exactly. They want an expert to assess and then give them their findings, tell them where there's gaps or opportunities in their market that they can leverage and let them know like, these are the next steps that you need to take. Awesome. Where are your clients located typically? Um, I serve nationally. So I have some clients where I'm based, my hometown in Jupiter, Florida. Um, but I also have clients in Chicago, New York, Georgia, you know, even on the West Coast in Los Angeles. So all over the nation. 
Okay, totally off subject, but I just read an article about how um, Savannah and Myrtle Beach are having clear waters because the ocean has been clear. Are you getting that too, where you're at Jupiter? Um, Jupiter, I will tell you, is like this beautiful little anomaly. Um, I would say that the water here is as close to like Bahama type water as you can get. Like clear and blue and um tur- well, actually real more of like a turquoise so <laughs> yes we do have that here it's not all the time 24 7 but pretty frequently that's the the view that we get here oh okay it looks like i'm gonna have to put jupiter on my list to travel to <laughs> and then i can catch up with you yeah it's it's actually more recently like really been put on the map um as like a destination location in florida um yeah it's just a beautiful little seaside town Perfect. So a little bit more marketing talk. What are some of the other services and things that you provide? Because you you focus on small business owners. Do you have a niche, like, you know, types of businesses that you prefer to work with? I don't have a niche yet. Um, there's business types that I've worked with more frequently, um, you know, such as health and wellness practitioners, um, you know, home services clients. Um, but really what it comes down to is every small business needs a marketing strategy. And that is my specialty. I work with the business. I, you know, super closely and I create a very comprehensive marketing strategy for their business so that they understand what they're working towards and uh, how they're going to achieve their business goals using their marketing investment. Okay. So I talked to a lot of different marketing companies, several that do strategy. The last one I talked to said that it would probably be 10 to 20,000 for a full strategy. Now, I think he was targeting larger companies like manufacturers type. So can you give me just a range of what people should expect to budget for this? Sure. Um, so yeah, to your point, um, large companies, I would anticipate them having to pay what you quoted. Um, but for smaller businesses, um, you know, in the range of, you know, six figures, you know, 2 million, 3 million, I would say somewhere between, um, you know, 4,000 and maybe $8,000 for a marketing strategy that's comprehensive. Um, and it's, again, it's going to vary by the provider. Um, but, but yeah, that, that would probably be a fair quote. Um, and you know, as you get into businesses that are more complex, so say you have a lot of product lines, um, a strategy could obviously, um, you know, increase significantly there or the cost of it, because, you know, you're going to have various target segments and ideal client, you know, customer profiles. And so that's going to create more work for the strategist. Absolutely. I totally get that. And so the clients have to provide some input on, you know, like the persona and uh, profile of the audience. Because I know with us, we have easily two, if not three different <laughs> personas for who who our audience is. Now, it's still all small business owners, but we have those who want the marketing services, those who want the executive assistant service, those who want the website services. Those are three different people. Right. And they might overlap, but they are three different personas for sure. So you expect your clients to be able to provide that input. I actually ask them to, you know, give me their take on it, who they specifically think their product or service was made for and who it would appeal to most. Um, But then from there, part of my process of developing a marketing strategy is to actually do um, one-on-one client interviews with 
their existing clients oh. or ideal clients if they if they have some. Um, and that really gives me the information that I need um, to create the strategy, um, you know, really from the words of the mouth of the client and, and the people that they're solving problems for. I love that. Wow. I didn't know that you would go that far. That's pretty incredible. I had a question. Oh my gosh, it just left my brain. <laughs> I hate that happens when we're, we're recording. <laughs> Anyways, um, what should I have asked you that I didn't? Um, I mean, I think you did a really good job. <laughs> you covered the total online presence aspect. Um, oh, you know, one question that might be helpful is like, well, I don't want to get into too much because you guys do website audits, but like the difference in a total online presence audit versus just like a a typical website or online presence, you know, that that would be an issue, uh, a question. Um, and then maybe um, the difference between a marketing strategy and a plan, because people use those words very interchangeably. Yes, please answer that last one. And I'm okay with you talking about the total audit versus the website audit, because I know what we do is different. Okay. Okay. Do you want me to start talking? Go for it. <laughs> so, um, you know, one thing that, you know, clients and, you know, prospects of mine uh, often get confused about or small business owners in general is the uh, difference between a marketing strategy and a marketing plan. And this is something that I talk about a lot and try to educate people on because it's so important that you have both. And they are very different um, components of what I call a marketing system. Um, and there's obviously some overlapping um, elements of each, but they're different and you need both of them. So for instance, a marketing strategy, I, I talk about that as like, this is your North Star. Your marketing strategy is built based on your business goals. What do you want to achieve for your business? We build a strategy that will help you work towards that. It's like your why. Why am I going to do these things and how am I going to do them? And then the plan is actually more of the tactical piece. It's, okay, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z this frequently on these channels because they are going to um, you know, help me achieve the goals in my marketing strategy and ultimately my business goals. So interestingly enough, we use that same strategy in operations here. So one of the things recently was uh, developing a new leader here. So we created, we call it a roadmap. And, and I described it to my team member is, okay, the roadmap is the route you're going to take to get from here to New Jersey and where you might stop along the way. And those are might stops, you know, like, hey, it's, you know, a 14 hour drive. We got three kids so we're probably going to stop halfway through probably somewhere in this area to spend the night. Mm -hmm. Okay. I said, that's the roadmap. So that's your strategy. And then we break it into pieces. Okay, what do we need to do to get from step A to that that overnight stay? Okay, let's break that down into pieces and what we need to do to actually do it. So I love that you said that. It's exactly the same way that we approach operations. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's I, I've found there's a lot of overlap, like just the strategy and plan, not just with marketing, but yeah, and any any aspect or function of your of a business, you need a strategy. And then you need an actual tactical plan that, you know, tells you and or your team how you're going to get there. What are you physically going to do um, and, and measure and look at and, you know, report back on in order to, you know, achieve the goals that you've outlined? Absolutely. And tell, go ahead and tell the, the listeners how your total online presence does different from a website audit. I know we do those, but 
and I won't, I won't answer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So there's, you know, there are a lot of website audits out there and I think that they are, um, they're needed, they're necessary. Um, but the difference in, in my total online presence audit is the totality of it. I'm not just looking at your website. I'm not just looking at your on-page and off-page SEO. I'm looking at your um, reputation online. Um, you know, so your your reviews. I'm looking at your business citations. Is your name, your address, and your phone number consistent across the web? Are people finding you in the right social pros? profiles. Um, I'm looking at your social profile strategy, um, looking at uh, your competitors. So it's a look at the competitive landscape, you know, where there are gaps in the market, where there are opportunities for you as a small business owner to, you know, take, you know, take advantage of. Um, so it's really just this whole big picture that I'm looking at, but within each aspect of the big picture, I get down to the nitty gritty so that you have some really good actionable insights. Absolutely. Absolutely. And our website audits are very targeted around specific things. So it's definitely not what you're doing. (laughs) So our listeners know we partner as well. So (laughs) yep, Yep, exactly. We, we both have our strengths and I think they, they play really well with one another. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, Debbie, how can our people find you after today's podcast? Um, so feel free to visit my website, um, entrepreneursedge.biz. I'm also active on LinkedIn. You can find me at Debbie Oster, or we have an Entrepreneur's Edge page on LinkedIn. Um, also on Instagram and Facebook and posting consistently there. Um, feel free to reach out um, and you know on any of those platforms and or through the website. Um, yep. Happy to help in any way I can. Perfect. So I'll make sure all those things are in our show notes. And I want to thank you for being here today. Thank you so much, Tanisha. It was a pleasure. Thank you for joining me for today's Nurture Small Business podcast, where the focus is on business growth through technology, leadership, and people strategies. Do you have an idea for a podcast or feedback you'd like to share with me? Send me a note through my website at dcavirtual.com slash contact.